Cardlist.io. Good afternoon and welcome to the Christmas edition of the Right Fit Podcast. I'm Daryl Jacobs, your host, ESPN Network College Basketball Analyst and Executive Director of Rising Coaches DEI Alliance. Join me every Friday with guests from collegiate athletics and professional sports who are the decision makers when it comes to the hiring process. Joining me on this Christmas Eve podcast is a dear friend and director of athletics at Felician University, Ben Danello Jr. Ben, thank you for taking the time on this Christmas Eve, buddy, to entertain me on this entertain. podcast. Entertain, coach. <laughs> coach Jacobs, it is a pleasure and uh, it, it's it's wonderful to be with you and it was great seeing you at, at Felician last week. Always a pleasure uh, to be in your company, my friend. Well, thank you, man. It's always good to come back to a place where it all started at. And we'll get a little bit into our history over 20 years as well. And to see one of my former players who's the head coach there break my career record. And now he's the all-time winningest coach there at Felicia. So I'm very proud to have been part of that tradition as well. But before we get started with the Q&A, talk a little bit about your journey into collegiate athletics and why, Ben. I have to tell you, it was a, it was a strange one because I was – I really wasn't thinking that college athletics was going to be my uh, my career. I really thought it was going to be high school coaching and teaching. And um, I was working um, at some local high schools um, for about about eight or nine years. I uh, was at Immaculate Heart Academy, Academy of Holy Angels, and I was the head girls basketball coach at Emerson High School for a year. And I was at a um, I was at a clinic. I was at an NJSIA clinic that Rose Battaglia and George Blaney, true story, were both speaking at. Uh, it was at Sea Caucus. It was at one of the hotels in Sea Caucus. And that night, I met a guy named Bert Antoine. And Bert Antoine was the first women's basketball coach at Felician University, Felician College then. And we had known each other a little bit. He coached soccer at Paramus Catholic, and we coached against one another. But we were chatting this night, and he had told me about his getting hired at Felician. And one thing led to another, and then we started talking about me being one of his assistants. And as luck would have it, um, Felician started um, athletics in 1996. They had four sports, and on the women's side, they had women's basketball and softball. The softball coach at the time was a gentleman named Nick Valdez, who I also knew very well. And once I got in with Bert as his assistant, um, I got in contact with Nick and he asked me to be his assistant on the softball side. And as they say, the rest is history. And it's, you know, 26 years this year. Proud to say I'm the last uh, person from the original Felician University uh, athletic department staff. And it's been a, a wonderful ride and a lot of changes. And uh, it was great having you be a part of that uh, for a while. Uh, you were you were one of our most successful coaches, um, uh, and obviously you've gone on and done some great things. But Felician is a special place, and uh, proud to call it my home for a long time. Well, thank you, and I'll get into a little bit about our history. You just talked about, you know, me being at Felician, actually from 2000 to 2005, and we'll talk about the transition from NEIA to NCA two, which is very important determining this podcast, which is the right fit for those who are looking to get into collegiate athletics. Ben, elaborate a little bit about athletics at a small college setting, particularly at the NCAA Division II level. I've had a lot of guests on that with Division I athletic directors, even search firms. But the reason why I want to bring you on also was to talk a little bit about the NCAA 
Division II and how the athletics are there, particularly at a small college or university like Felicia? Well, I think that anyone who's going to get into college athletics at the small college setting has to be prepared to roll up their sleeves and do a lot of different things. You know, an athletic director at Felician is not the same as an athletic director, as you mentioned, at a, at a Division I school, whether it's large or small. Um, you know, uh, I've, I've swept floors, I've set up chairs, I've, I've done PA, I've done it all as athletic director. And, and you kind of have to do those things because you don't have the elaborate budgets that, that other schools have. One of the things that I am proud of is over the last five years, though, we've made some uh, significant improvements from a staffing perspective to try to really get ourselves situated um, to, to really advance the program. And I think that um, it's, it's important that um, young people know that they're going to wear different hats um, even though they may think that of themselves as a coach, you know, they're going to be a fundraiser. They're going to be someone who might get into facilities um, or event management or those types of things that make the athletic department run and really run effectively. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that because one of the things, of course, uh, you mentioned me being that Felician and we slept, swept a lot of floors together. Actually, before you became the athletic director um, as well, we were coaching colleagues. Um, you know, as well. And we watched Bob Simmons, uh, shout out to Bob Simmons, the first athletic director at Felicia College, who gave me the opportunity um, as well. We watched how he navigated and was part of the process of helping him um, as well. Let's talk a little bit about what goes on at Felicia University. Talk a little bit about how does the recruiting process or the hiring process look at Felicia University, particularly, as you mentioned, at a small Division II school with limited budget. Well, first of all, from, from the recruiting side, you know, we really, uh, we really try to do a good job of recruiting uh, the tri-state area for all of our sports. I think if you look at some of our most successful sports, I think they've done a really good job, most notably our baseball team who have been nationally ranked, have won CACC championships. You know, their roster is comprised of a lot of good New Jersey uh, talent uh, statewide. And, and again, you mentioned Ivan Lewis as our head men's basketball coach. His roster is littered with quality New Jersey student athletes. But I also think that we do a good job of recruiting internationally. We've always had a really good relationship with our Office of International Programs. And Ivan was fortunate to, to have a student athlete this year uh, come from Ireland. Sean McCarthy's done a great job for him as a freshman. Um, and I think there are a lot of our programs that have started to kind of test those waters, so to speak. And it's important to really have some diversity. If you look at some of our other programs, you know, we have student athletes from the West Coast, you know, kids that, that want to be in a small college environment. But one of the other things that we sell is we sell New York City. We sell the tri-state area. A lot of people from outside of this area want to be here. Obviously, it's, you know, New York's greatest city in the world. And there's so many opportunities professionally that they can, you know, that they can make, they can make really solid contacts, get some good career internships. We sell all of that from a recruiting standpoint. And I think we're successful. Now we're not the only school obviously that does that. So we've got to try to still be different. And the biggest thing that can separate us from some of our colleague schools really are the, the relationships that coaches make. And I think that that's something that is so important. Not only is a coach selling Felician, but they're selling themselves and they're selling their program and what they can do for that student athlete and the right experience that they can provide. All of those things make the recruiting process important. And obviously the degree, we can't forget obviously about the degree that they're going to earn 
Felician has really made a lot of strides in the last 10, 15 years to really upgrade their course offerings and their and their major offerings. Um, obviously, Felician was an all-female institution until 1987. You know, a lot more offerings that are geared towards, you know, male student athletes and male students. Um, when you wrap all that in a bow, it, it really is a it's a it's a great place. And I think we work hard uh, from a recruiting standpoint to try to get the right fit, the right kids to come to our institution. I like you mentioning the right fit, henceforth the podcast as well. Talk about it from the administrative end within your athletic department. You, of course, been the athletic director for the past 19 years. Talk about the hiring process when it comes to that and talk about some of the opportunities that became available now as opposed to back 19 years ago. Well, you know, you mentioned, and it's, you know, I, I kind of did it by accident, but, you know, Mark Mentone, our sports information director, always talks about this when we're in a search for a position about my saying that we need the right fit. You know, we've interviewed a lot of men and women for different positions at Felician who were really qualified, but they may not have been the right fit. And it's important to be that because you have to understand where you're going to be working and you can't have expectations that are going to be higher than what you, what we're going to be able to achieve and what we're going to be able to do. Now, that doesn't mean that our standards are very low and we don't want to raise the bar, but we all have to be on the same page. And it does make it important for the search committee and for me as the athletic director to try to find the right fit for that position. Now, one of the things that we've done over the last 10 or 15 years is to try to couple positions so that we can make people full-time in various roles. You know, one of the most recent ones, um, Brendan Bonacum is our head men's and women's lacrosse coach, and he was an assistant athletic director. Um, Chris Langan has been a recruiting coordinator for us and our head baseball coach. We're also, I'm, I'm really proud to say that I, that I have hired Steve Fagan and Ivan Lewis as men's and women's basketball coach, now with no other responsibilities. Ivan, once upon a time, was our facilities manager, and Steve was our internal operations coordinator. They've, they've been replaced now with other people, and that strengthens our athletic department to have people that are in roles that are just geared towards either coaching or towards the, the benefit of the athletic department. So a lot has changed from that standpoint. But again, I go back to what I said initially. Young people that are going to get into athletics administration or coaching, they better be ready uh, to wear a lot of hats and be prepared to do a lot of things. And one other thing, D, that I that I tell a lot of young people that I interview, if you're going to get into college uh, administration or college sports, don't be afraid to relocate. You want to be able to go where the really good job is. And if you just want to be in one specific location, you know, this may not be the right fit for you. Um, I'm a dinosaur being at one place for, for such a long period of time. You know, most, most people don't stay in jobs more than eight or 10 years. And then they're moving on. Even eight years might, might be long. People want to, you know, especially in the coaching world, they want to do well and they want to move to a, to a better situation. Maybe they want to go from D3 to D2 and then obviously on from D2 to D1. So I do think that uh, young coaches and, and young athletic administrators have to be ready to relocate. Well, that's good. And I'm glad you mentioned about right fit. A lot of times when me being part of the executive director of Rising Coach DEI Alliance as a 
tell the coaches when they're interviewing, if you don't get the job, you may think you a great fit and definitely qualify for the job, but you may not be the right fit for that particular institution. So it's not a disparity on your qualifications. You just was not the right fit. And I think today, a lot of the coaches and administrators are beginning to realize that um, as well. Talk about some of the do's and don'ts with your experience as far as interviewing for a particular position, whether it's a head coaching position at Felician University or administrative position at Felician University? Well, I think you have to balance how well you promote yourself in the interview. I think you want to, you know, you walk a fine line with a specific interviewer um, as to how much of a self-promoter you're going to be. Sometimes you need to let your experience um, do the work. Uh, someone's going to look at your resume and, and you're going to have a lot of qualifications and that's going to really drive the bus, so to speak, in the process. And you can be at ease and, and talk about your experience. Now, when you're just starting out, obviously you don't have that experience. So now, you know, the shoes on the other foot, so to speak, you have to sell yourself and you have to really do it in a way that's going to be received well by the person on the other side. Um, you have to, again, you have to walk that fine line where you don't want to be, you know, braggadocious, but you have to really be able to sell yourself and what you're going to be able to do um, for that college or university. I think that's, I think that's sometimes a, a hard thing for, for young, um, for young professionals to understand. I have to tell you, I've been in interviews where I've been blown away by candidates where I, I where it was just, you knew that it was a, it was a good fit because it was just conversational. You were, you were just talking. And then there've been interviews that I've been in that after the first question, I was done. <laughs> I, I literally was done. Right. I, I, I had, you know, you just knew that this wasn't going anywhere. And it, and it, and it felt bad that that was the case. And, I'm, you know, I, I did turn out to be right um, in that situation and you feel bad about it, but you know, after you do it for a while, when you're talking with someone, if that person is going to be the right fit for whatever job you're interviewing for. Right. And, and I'm glad you mentioned that because I've seen, been part of committees as well in the interviewing process, you know, after the first answer, you knew this person may not be the right fit. And unfortunately, when I tell a lot of young administrators of coaches, you know, your elevator pitch, as I tell them, has to be spot on to engage and keep their interest. And you got to cover a full gamut of letting them know, um, you know, the university, you know, the college, you know, the ins and outs, you've done your research um, as well. And that keeps them engaged. But if you don't do that, you have lost them. And from there, it's just a formality of just getting through the interview process. Jay, I'll talk a little bit about the trends um, compared to when we were back at Felicia College in the early 2000s, transitioning from NAIA to NCAA. Talk about some of the trends now that some of the young administrators, even the coaches, uh, would need to be abreast of in order to navigate in this business. Well, I think the first thing, um, and I don't have my master's degree, mm -hmm. and I, I would say to any young professional, be educated. Um, that clearly will open a lot of doors and um, will give you a major leg up if you are if you are educated. Uh, don't you know? Don't look past that. You know, and and also, don't think that it's uh, beneath you to take a graduate assistant position so that you can get your master's degree paid for. Take advantage of all those opportunities. I think that's 
priority number one is, should, is anyone, whether they're going to be a coach or an administrator, but they need to be educated. The second thing is I think people need to figure out the path that they want to go, whether it is coaching or whether it is administration. I think back, you know, 15, 20 years ago, there were a lot of people like myself and other ADs in the Central Atlantic Collegiate Conference that wore both hats. You see less and less of that now. People eventually move into administrative positions after that they've coached, but it's it's a rarity now. I think you need to, early on in your career, figure out your path. Do you want to be an administrator? Do you want to be a coach? And if you want to be an administrator, figure out what you want to do. The other thing that I that I tell a lot of people in this, you know, initially they, they really don't like hearing it. Get yourself involved in compliance and be good at it because that's a big ticket as well. The other one in terms of uh, being a really good administrator is a, is a path that I'm about to embark on fundraising. Clearly, you know, every institution is driven and we hate to think of it this way, but it's driven by money institutions need to raise money. If you're a good fundraiser, you're going to be able to be a good administrator and be able to have a good career. There's so many opportunities in the athletic development role um, at whether they be small or large institutions. But I don't want to, um, I don't want to not really focus on the compliance aspect. People uh, look at that as a, as a job nobody wants to do. It's important and it also, it gives you a really breath, big breath of knowledge with, with regards to rules, bylaws, and everything related to either the NCAA or the NAIA. Um, I, I think that's a good start and a, and a good path uh, for young professionals who want to be college administrators. Very good advice. Uh, make sure you go beyond the bachelor degree because that's just like having a high school diploma today. And you want to keep yourself qualified. You know, the master's will enable you to do that, at least get you into consideration from there. And you mentioned two areas that's very important that I know very well, you know, as well, compliance, um, you know, being a former college head coach, one of the things I pride myself with in compliance and of course, fundraising. And a lot of coaches don't realize it. you're going to have to master those anyway as coaches, because if you are at an institution that basketball is the front porch to the university, you are the face of the university. So part of what you're going to have to do, you're going to have to fundraise, particularly, you know, uh, when I was at Felicia and fundraising was foremost, one of the things we had to do as well. Um, ben, let's take a commercial break. And I want to come back and talk a little bit about the hiring process for coaches, since this, this is the right fit brought to you by Rising Coaches. I want to talk a little bit about that, and then we'll get into some other things as well. You're watching The Right Fit with your host, Daryl Jacobs. The Right Fit podcast is brought to you by Rising Coaches Search and Consulting. Tired of spending what seems like all of your time and budget filling coaching vacancies? Let Rising Coaches Search and Consulting handle your next coaching search. Our process is simple. We identify, vet, and recruit a talented and diverse group of professionals that fits your institution's profile. All for a low price that we guarantee will beat our competitions. Plus, all of your searches will be handled by former coaches, meaning we will get the best possible insight on all of your candidates, and you'll get the perspective that only a former coach could provide. For testimonials, a full client list, or more information, please visit risingcoaches.com. 
Welcome back to the Right Fit Podcast, Christmas Eve edition. I'm here with my dear friend, Ben Danello, Jr., Director of Athletics at Felician University, an NCAA Division II school located in Rutherford and Lodi, New Jersey as well, and a member of the CACC, Central Athletic Collegiate Conference, that I know pretty well. And we're talking about the hiring process, both from the administrative side as well as the coaching side. And let me segue into the coaching side and talk a little bit about that. Um, of course, you have hired, you know, a few coaches, you know, since I left, you know, you know, as well back in 2005. I think there's been one, two, three, maybe three after I left, which speaks to the longevity of you making the right choice for coaches. But talk about the hiring process when it comes to hiring coaches, regardless of the sport and some of the things you look for. Uh, particularly at an NCAA Division II school such as Felician that has those limited resources? Well, I think the the first thing, um, what is it a full or part-time job? Um, you know, we still have part-time head coaches at Felician. You know, we're really trying as best we can to do uh, to move on from that, but we're still there. Uh, one of the first things that I like to identify um, does, the, does this person have head coaching experience? Um, that doesn't rule out for me someone who doesn't, an assistant coach, um, because obviously, you know, you mentioned the, the three, um, you know, the three coaches that, that we hired as men's basketball coaches that followed you. You know, the first one was, was a former assistant of yours, Del Harrison. Um, so, I mean, it doesn't exclude anyone. Uh, but, it, but it, you know, if I had my druthers going into a process, I would love to hire someone that does have head coaching experience, uh, particularly at the collegiate level, because, you know, it's not just what a person knows in terms of the X's and O's or the strategies of that particular sport. They have to be able to recruit. They have to be able to sell the program and sell themselves and, uh, and the creation of a program. All of those things that you get when you're a head coach. So that's the first thing. I definitely would love to have someone who has head coaching experience. Um, the other thing is I I am somewhat partial for, for people that are from this area um, because they know a lot of people in this area, obviously. And, you know, what, regardless of the sport, you want to have someone who's going to be able to have existing relationships with high school coaches, with AAU or club coaches, you know, whatever, you know, regard, you know, regardless of the sport. You know, not having that, again, doesn't exclude someone, but it does make it uh, easier for that person to come in and really hit the ground running. And, you know, at a place like ours, they have to be able to recruit. They have to be able to bring in quality student athletes and they have to be able to do it immediately. Um, there's, you know, we, we've said for years, the quickest way to go from bottom to middle, middle to top is one good, one or two good recruiting classes and you can make a difference immediately. So having those existing relationships are so very important and really one of the biggest things that, I, that I'm looking for. The last thing, I'm sorry, the last thing is when I'm actually in the interview process, now I am actually talking some technical things about a particular sport. Um, and I'm a sports junkie. I like all sports. And I think I can talk a lot about a variety of sports. So I don't mind having conversations where I'll ask you, all right, Daryl, you know, 20 seconds left in the game. You know, you're, you know, you're, you're down three. Uh, do you shoot the three right away or do you get a quick two? And, you know, I want to ask and I want to see what that person is going to say to me in that situation. 
not because there's a right or a wrong answer, but I want an answer. I want, I want there to be a philosophy that this person has because then I know that they're thinking the game a little bit. And, and again, I, I, I can do that all day, but I want that person to be comfortable and tell me those things. Um, and I can do it in, in different sports. We can talk about it in baseball, you know, in, in, in anything. So um, I, I think those are the things that I do in the interview process. Well, listen, I, I'm definitely going for the quick two. Yeah, and, I hear and then you. We're going to foul right away. We're going to play the foul game and, you know, we're going to attack the basket. We're not going to jack up threes mm-hmm. to try to, unless it's the last second and a two can't help us. Uh, okay. You know, as well. That was strategy. Hopefully, hopefully, there you go. hopefully, there you go. hopefully Ivan learned all that <laughs> <laughs> as well. But, um, talk about some of the attributes. Some of the things we you talked about when hiring a head coach is recruiting and relationships, but there's more to a coach when they come to an institution. Some of the things they're going to have to come, what type of skills they may have to come with. You mentioned fundraising, which is important. You've mentioned um, being community oriented. Talk about some of the other things that they must possess. Honestly, I and I I think that I've been blessed with this skill. I think one of the biggest, and I have to tell you to and to all of our listeners, you were blessed with this skill as well. You have to know how to navigate in the community that you're in. And you know what? Felician was different than Delaware. Delaware was different than Queens. Queens was different than Virginia State, than Clark. You had to navigate. I mean, I just mentioned I don't even talk about Lehman. You know, what I mean, yeah. so you had a whole different types of schools that you had to navigate, but you learn and you learn how you have to do it, who you have to make the connections with. And through all of this, I think that's arguably the biggest skill that any one person can have is the ability to make quality relationships. And you did that at at Felician with not only people in athletics, but people in academics, people in financial aid, people in admissions. You have to be able to the dining hall, like you have to residence life. You have to be able to have friends and quality relationships in all of those departments, because at some point in time, you're going to be in a situation where you're going to need those people. And they're going to need to know that you're not just in it where it's, you know, you're, you're, you're looking for something, but you really care about that person. You care about what they do. And that makes the relationship better. All of those things make make being in one situation huge. And sometimes people don't learn those skills and they think I'm the men's basketball coach. Somebody's going to do these things for me. And that is not true. And you learn the hard way when you when you have that mindset. Relationship building is so crucial. Well, I'm I'm glad I had great mentors that I came up under and coached under is Tom Barris, who, you know, of course, um, at the time when I was coaching with him at Ramble College, was a scout for the Cleveland Cavaliers. And, you know, he's in the Mike Fatello, Hebe Brown tree. So I, I was very fortunate to get with someone who taught me all those things as well. And I often say this, Ben, and, and I say this to coaches all the time, a campus wins championships, meaning that you have to be internally, build those internal relationships, not just external, but you have to build those relationships with the internal constituents and also volunteer when they need you um, as well. And if they need you for anything, building those type relationships. And I just wanted to add that as well. Let's talk about change. You know, one of the things people hate to hear is change. And, and you know, some people are certain a certain way. Let's talk about some of the changes you're seeing now 
in the industry compared to maybe let's say 10 years ago in regards well, to um that the person that's looking to get into the field may need to know whether it's administrative or even from a coaching standpoint well i think you have to always be current i think you have to understand you know how to, how to go into a student athlete's home and talk to their parents and talk to any family members as well as talking to that student athlete um i think i think it, you know this better than anybody. You have to recruit the family as well as recruiting the student athlete. I think that's that's a huge thing for young coaches to understand is that they always need to be current um, and not just current in terms of X's and O's, but current in terms of what's in what's out there in in the world today. I saw a great interview with Doris Burke yesterday and she talked about from she was talking about from um people that were going to be broadcasters or, or announcers. And she said, you know, it's not enough just to know about the, the game that you're going to be announcing, but you need to know about art. You need to know about music. You need to know about movies. You need to know about everything because that makes you well-rounded. And I think quite frankly, sometimes young people, they get pigeonholed into their, their, the sport that they love and they don't broaden their horizons. And I think that that's something that really, you know, gets lost sometimes. And I, and I, and I, and as I was listening to her and I, I, I think she's terrific, but as I'm listening to her, it makes, it's so simple, but it makes so much sense. It makes you so much more of a better listen as an announcer. If you're able to drop little nuggets about a variety of different things, well, it also will make you a much better coach. If you can sit in a, in a living room with mom and dad and the student athlete and be able to talk about any subject that would, that they would want, because at the end of the day, that family has to trust you because they're sending their son or daughter off to college and you're going to be their mentor. And it's not just about basketball or whatever sport they're going to play. It's about the experience. And at the end of the day, even if it's a major D one where that young man or woman is going to play professionally in whatever sport, get the degree. Mom and dad want to hear about all the great things that, that you're going to do and the places that you're going to go and the, you know, winning championships they also want to hear about the degree and that's got to always be the message. Sometimes I think coaches get away from those things, but I think being current um, and being diverse is a, is a huge attribute to be able to have today. Well, you know, Doris Burke, who's a friend of mine is tremendous. I mean, she's such one of the best in the game. I think she's one of the best to ever do it actually. Um, and we've been around for a long time and, um, in regards to being well-rounded as well. I've been told I'm very proud. I've been told I have the gift of gab, <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> but also, you know, you have to have that as a coach, you know, as well. And, and being a broadcaster with ESPN now, being knowledgeable about a variety of things, even with my young play-by-play guys, I'll mention something. They'd be like, wow, you know, what is that? Then I have to tell them about the history. Then I can come all the way up to current right, with some phrases as well. And you know, and just for any coach out there, I never recruited the player first. I recruited the family first. If I win the family, I'm going to get the player. Just, just, just so yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. As well, Jr. Thank you for joining me this afternoon, taking time out on Christmas Eve, my friend, to entertain me, as I say, um, as well. And and if I want to tell the viewers as well as the listeners, you know, as of December 31st, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, you will no longer be the athletic director at Felician University, having served 19 years in that capacity. You're 26 at the university. And um, I'll let you tell them the role you'll be going into. 
Well, you're right. Um, I, I am moving on. I'm, I'm not leaving Felician, but I am moving into a different role. Uh, I'm going to become the senior athletics development officer at Felician. Um, I'm going to be a fundraiser, as, uh, as we talked about a little bit earlier today. Uh, and really, um, and I just had a great conversation uh, with uh, President Crawford at, at Felician. Um, and, I, and I want to be, and, and, and these were his words, you know, I, I'm, I'm, an, I'm an ambassador for Felician. I've always viewed myself that way, but now I'm really going to be in that role. And I think I have a good skill set. Uh, to create some good partnerships that can really position Felician in a good spot moving forward. Um, my assistant for the last seven years, Andrew Torriello, is going to step into the uh, athletic director role on an interim basis, and I'm hopeful that he will become the full-time AD at Felician. Um, he's more than qualified, and he's more than capable and ready to, to move Felician to where it needs to go, both in the CACC and nationally at the Division II level. Um, and lastly, I'm excited. I'm going to be returning to coaching golf. Uh, it's a it's a it's a big passion of mine. Um, you know, golf is a is a is a big thing in in my family. Uh, one of the you know earliest memories of of you know relationships with my dad and and my grandfather are on the golf course. So I'm thrilled to be back doing that again. Um, and you know, when time permits, you know, I dig what you do, coach Jacobs, I, you know, I do some broadcast work on the side. So whenever, you, whenever you need somebody, you need a wingman brother, I'm, I'm always available. Well, maybe we can do a podcast talking about sports. Cause you know, a lot of people don't know your background. Um, when I was there for Lisa, we talked sports immensely, uh, before you became the AD on those road trips and love to hear your knowledge and you're fantastic at it. And I'm surprised nobody has scooped you up yet to do that part of it as well. But Ben, thank you so much for joining me this afternoon. I want to thank the viewers and listeners for tuning in. Join me next Friday, New Year's Eve, for another great guest here on the Right Fit Podcast. Until then, I'm Daryl Jacobs. Please stay healthy, stay safe, and Merry Christmas. The Right Fit Podcast is brought to you by Rising Coaches Search and Consulting. Tired of spending what seems like all of your time and budget filling coaching vacancies? Let Rising Coaches Search and Consulting handle your next coaching search. Our process is simple. We identify, vet, and recruit a talented and diverse group of professionals that fits your institution's profile. All for a low price that we guarantee will beat our competitions. Plus, all of your searches will be handled by former coaches, meaning we will get the best possible insight on all of your candidates, and you'll get the perspective that only a former coach could provide. For testimonials, a full client list, or more information, please visit risingcoaches.com.